Welcome into the weekly pickoff where we're going to discuss some quarterbacks today. Another sideline chat for you. Coming at you all week if you haven't gotten sick of our voices yet. What's going on, Monica? Hey, it's uh, it's been a fun week so far, and this is my favorite topic when it comes to free agency. So I'm so pumped to talk about quarterbacks today. We're going to talk about a ton of backup quarterbacks. I really, yes! I really hope that there's a specific name that I don't have to hear today, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to hear that name. Uh. You might hear it in passing, but not because I'm arguing for that particular person to <laughs> go to a certain team and start, per se. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, let's just jump into the biggest news, which uh, we've already got a major free agent signing. Uh, J.J. Watt obviously yep. got cut last week with uh, the Houston Texans. They let him go. Kind of more of just like a... We respect everything you've done for the franchise. We're letting you go because you want to go be competitive, not because like you're bad by any stretch. Um, but yeah, he got let go, and uh, there was speculation he could go to Pittsburgh because he could play with his brothers. Pit, uh, speculation he could go and play with Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay, and kind of out of left field, the Arizona Cardinals. What were your uh, what were your initial reactions? Um. I guess I was a little bit surprised at how fast it went. Um, but hey, I mean, he used to play with DeAndre Hopkins, so somebody was lobbying for him in uh, in Arizona. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I part of me feels like I didn't really have enough time to process the whole thing because, like I said, it just happened so fast. But you know what? We talked about salary caps yesterday, and I think – one of the things that jumps out to me is the Cardinals are one of the teams that we said they have some pieces in place. And if they do some good things in free agency with the amount of cap space that they have, um, they could really do some cool things this coming season. And they took a step in proving that right. So I think it's a good move. I really do. Yeah. I mean, adding JJ Watt to, what wasn't a great defense, but a defense that could rush the passer uh, with Chandler Jones. I mean, they've got the two players now with the most sacks since 2012. Mm -hmm. um, J.J. Watt is not the all-world defensive player that he used to be, but he's still very good. Uh, sure. So people that are writing him off as washed, I think that's a little ridiculous. And uh, you look at championship teams, they get veterans. They get good leadership, and I just think I, I love this move for them. Um, mm -hmm. You got a young quarterback on a cheap deal. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, I really think uh, he's a great move. Yeah, for sure. But you know what I'm even more excited about? Here we go. I'm excited about our special guest today. Yeah, our special guest is uh, a, a cool person. Yeah, she's all right. I so, mean, I would uh, hope that you would say that. <laughs> so um, we are talking quarterbacks today, and Monica and I have both agreed that Dak Prescott is the best free agent quarterback of, available this year. And it's really not close. I mean, there's some other good quarterbacks, but Dak Prescott's clearly the guy. And mm -hmm. uh, we, as Eagles fans, you know, have a perspective. And, and while we, Monica and I, actually disagree quite a bit on what that perspective is in some ways, uh, it'd be nice to get a Cowboys perspective in here. Uh, so my beautiful wife, Kristen, we're inviting her on the podcast and uh, welcome in. How you doing, Kristen? I'm good. How are you? 
I am doing great. You have you haven't heard from me since uh, what three minutes ago. So, <laughs> well, Monica. Well, we're really <laughs> <Not> excited. <laughs> we're really excited to have you on because, um, like Zach said, our opinions about other teams sometimes I don't know, especially when it comes to the Cowboys, it's like arch rivals. So our opinions can be a little bit skewed. So we're really excited to kind of hear your point of view on this whole situation because uh, there's a, a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me set the table here. So with the Dak Prescott situation, he's an unrestricted free agent. The Cowboys have a franchise tag. We know that they can place the franchise tag on him and he's basically not allowed to go to any other team. He will essentially be forced to sign this $37.7 million franchise tag if that's the way they go. Uh, his only other option would be to sit out the year. Um these negotiations, you know, y- you like to lock up your quarterback long term and, and it just seems like this is really dragging out. And so I guess the most important question to ask, Kristen, is, is Dak Prescott going to be a cowboy in 2021? What do you think? Um, well, I sure hope so. That's my what <laughs> I think and what I want may not necessarily line up. I sure hope so, but I'm getting a little nervous. Um. Mm. I'm nervous, but I think their best option is to do that, is that he would be. I mean, I don't know who else is readily available that's better. I mean, no one. Well, <laughs> no, and no clearly, one. And clearly when he's not there, things fell even worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, clearly they were lost without him. And Andy Dalton wasn't the answer and neither was Danucci. <laughs> or whatever. Gucci so, Danucci. Mean, yeah, so I don't oh know what my. other option they have besides this whole Russell Wilson business that comes out. And oh, I don't yeah. think that's realistic at all. So I mean, I think they look bad for if they don't sign him. I think especially when you're the only team in your entire division that has anyone close to a franchise quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. I hmm. think how can you let him walk? Yeah. I think at this point you can't. So yeah. I think that he has put them in a spot, Dak, where I think he is winning this battle. But hmm. but yeah, I I think that he will be, but they're digging their heels in, Jerry, I think. And <laughs> it does make me a little nervous. He's I don't always think of him as always the best decision maker. So it's the best choice, but Lutheanique is another story. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you bring up the point that he is the closest thing that any of the teams in the NFC East have to a franchise quarterback. I don't know that I had thought about it that way up until now. And I think that that's such a compelling reason to keep him. I don't know, Zach, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, with the the Giants and the Eagles, you've got these young guys, but they're pretty mm-hmm. well unproven. I mean, Daniel Jones pretty well underwhelmed this year. Uh, for both of us, I think he was a, a big disappointment. I really expected him to take a step forward, and I think you did too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Jalen Hurts had some showed some good things on the field, but I mean, it's not like he was a world changer for us. I mean, he completed like 52% of his passes. Now, he ran for some touchdowns, did some great things on the ground. And, you know, if you can take a step forward, great. But, like, again, 
the Washington football team has no quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you can lock up Dak Prescott, who I personally think is a top eight quarterback, you isn't isn't the whole goal of like building a team. One, we want to have a good defense, and two, we want to have the franchise quarterback, or maybe flip flopped. Um, you you got to lock up one of those. Right now, I don't think the Eagles have either of those, unless Jalen Hurts takes a big jump. I don't think the Giants have either of those things. Washington's definitely got a defense, but they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, just pay your guy. Like <laughs> the hardest part is finding the franchise quarterback. Exactly. They found him. Here he is. Exactly. And if you let him walk, I mean. He's you're the one that has what no one else has, so I just don't know that letting him walk is the best option right now. But I, so I would say yes because I think Jerry knows that, but he's just being really stubborn. I think with hmm. money, I'm sure. I'm nervous, but I think he will be. So when it comes to the franchise tag, uh, so the franchise tags numbers, this is his second year potentially being franchise tag. And I really don't think there's a scenario where the Cowboys literally just allow him to walk out the door for free. That would blow me away. I think that would blow most people away. Um, but so if he were to be franchise tag this year, um, which is likely, uh, $37.7 million for this coming season, that would be fully guaranteed Mm -hmm. as soon as he signs it. Um, the interesting Pandora's box that that opens is that they can franchise tag him next year if they're in the same situation at $54 million. It'd be the most mm-hmm. a quarterback has ever made by like $6 million a year. I think Mahomes is making like 48 or 49 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with that on the table, what do you think is the right thing for the Cowboys to do? What would you do? What do you just think about this whole situation and how might you handle it? Or how do you think it should be better handled? Um, I think at this point he's earned enough respect. I'd pay him the 40 million. You'd pay him um, the 40 million. Hmm. Yeah, I do. I think at this point, if he is going to be owed 37 million this year, if you franchise tag him and then 54 next year, I don't see him taking a pay cut from $37 million and accepting that when he can just be franchise tagged and make 37 I don't think he's going to – you're not going to be able to pay him 34 now that he can get paid 37 if he just doesn't go with it and just gets franchise tagged. So at this point, you can either pay him the 40 or pay him 54 next year. Uh, I mean, you're not going to do that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And you're paying him 37 this year anyway. So, I mean, I think holding out longer and not writing him a contract is hurting Jerry more than Dak. You know, the time to pay him the 34 or whatever people think he's worth was like two years ago. Sure. Yeah. Like at this point, yeah, I'm just going to keep repeating it, but... I don't know why you would sign a contract for $34 million if I can not accept it and get franchised having get 37 Right. Yeah. Why would you take less money than is right. already on the table? Right. right. There's already $37 million on the table. So I think you just, to the 40 I'd rather pay him the 40 than the 54 Right. 
Yeah. Well, but okay. And, here's go another. Ahead, go ahead, Monica. Sorry. He, here's another question. Do you think that he's worth forty million dollars? Like, I, I totally get what you're saying because dollar wise, like if you're looking financially, it it does make the most sense to just sign him to a long term contract. It's going to be the better financial option for you in the long run. But like, if all of that was wiped away, is he worth forty million? Yes, I'm. I think he is. Uh, mostly I do think that I think every year he's improved besides his second year he had a solid rookie year and every year after that he has improved besides his second year and he was on pace to improve this year so I think he's just if he can continues on this trend I think you're letting a really good quarterback walk out the door and I think he was already a good quarterback through for 4,900 yards in 2019 I mean I don't think those guys are just sitting around waiting to get signed by someone Hmm. You know, yeah. I I sure. just don't know who you're going to replace him with that's going to give you 4,900 yards. And this year before he went out, he was on pace to do better, just like he has every year except for one. Yeah. Do you think that he's going to return from his injury and be himself again? Um, it's a good question. Um, I think so. I think he seems... Like he has the mentality to do that. Um, obviously, mentality only takes you so far if you're now physically unable to do something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that his injuries necessarily. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about medical stuff, but I don't know that his injuries necessarily, you know, a risk for re injury or anything. I mean, I think he's going to have to spend the time to recondition and things, but he seems like a hard enough worker to do that. So I would say that I would expect him to be similar. Um, will, Will he, I mean, like I said, he's been ascending every year besides one. So will he get better? Maybe not, but will he be similar? I think. Yeah. I mean, you would certainly hope so because you never wish for somebody to regress after an injury. Right. And it's not, I mean, it was, Ugly looking. The, mm-hmm. the it was. But, it was. But it, it's not, you know, like, a, you know, an Alex Smith or a, something crazy that you don't see. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, a, ne- a neck or a back or, you know. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I would expect him to be able to come back and at least be similar. At the very least, he's been very efficient. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to argue if he's a superstar or not or this and that, I mean... We could do that all day, but at the very least, he's been very efficient for us, and I don't see him being inefficient because of it. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Let me make a point on the injury thing because in- sports injuries have always fascinated me, and and while I don't know a ton medically, I can compare them to other players who have had the same injury. Um, there's not a lot in football that I would point to. Compound fractures like that are, are not super common. Um, But if I just move to the NBA, where I actually think a little more is required of your legs than a quarterback in the NFL, while, you know, a lot is still required. Um, A couple guys that I can think of, Paul George uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers, several years ago, snapped his leg at a Team USA thing, uh, took a year and a half to come back, but was great when he came back. Like he was in MVP discussions last year. Um, Gordon Hayward is a similar player for Boston a couple of years ago, snapped his leg for the, in the first game of the year, 
And uh, he's back to his, you know, 20 some points a game ways. Uh, obviously, you know, football, basketball, it's not the same thing, but uh, Dak Prescott's not jumping and dunking and, and landing right. on his legs. Like mm-hmm. he's moving around in the pocket, but you know, the, it, it, are those guys getting tackled? No, but you know, typically again, it's not a re injury thing. I don't think it's just a mobility thing. And I don't right. think he's going to have a big issue long-term early. There could be an issue the first several sure. weeks, but I, I don't I don't expect it to be a long term thing. One thing I wanted to ask uh, Monica is just from the perspective of the quarterbacks that are available, not through free agency. Is there an element where the Cowboys ought to consider signing Dak to a long term deal? And he would have to agree to this and then immediately trading him for one of Russell Wilson um, or Deshaun Watson, because both of those guys are disgruntled in their situation. All three of those guys are in a similar level of value, and they're both similarly productive. Does does any of that make sense to you? Would it just kind of be a useless trade? What, what would you think about uh, uh, going down that route if you're the Cowboys? Would, it, would that make sense? Hmm. It's a good question. I'll tell you what doesn't make sense to me, and that is for the other team that would be involved in the deal. Like, if they're going to trade – or, sorry, if they're going to pay him that much money, is another team really going to want to pick up that contract in a trade? You know? Sure. So, I mean, in that case, whichever team they traded – they would get the more expensive contract. That's that's your point there, correct? Yes, yes, that's okay. my point. Sure. So if you could have Russell Wilson on a $31 million deal or Deshaun Watson on a $34 million deal, why would you want Dak Prescott on a $40 million deal? Okay, exactly. I understand that. Uh, Kristen, what well, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, when it comes to Watson, he doesn't want to be there. And I don't know that he's going to play if he doesn't get traded, is he? I mean, if you have someone that's refusing to play for you, that's why you would prefer Dak Prescott on more money because you need a quarterback if he's not even going to participate. Yeah. Sure. So for him, you know, I mean, no one wants to play for Houston right now, it seems. Right. So if that's the only way they're going to get someone to go there, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. by being traded. I mean, that's why they would pick it up. Yeah. The Texan situation is a little bit of an anomaly to me because you're right, Kristen. It's like they need a quarterback who wants to play for them and their options are not Mm -hmm. great. And yeah, so, so that would probably make a little bit more sense. But if I was Seattle, like, first of all, why would Seattle give up Russell Wilson is what I would want to know in the first place. Um, And secondly, to my point, why would you trade him for a more expensive quarterback? Yeah, because sure. Russell Wilson's under contract. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it would have to be a similar to Deshaun Watson situation where it would just have to degrade over mm-hmm. the coming weeks and months. It doesn't sound like it's untenable at this point right. in Seattle. Um, but if things continue to leak and rumors continue to come out, you know, and things are said, you know, it, this was two months ago. We weren't here with Deshaun Watson. Like we no. f- just figured Deshaun Watson was going to be a Texan forever. 
Yeah. Um, things can change really quickly. Um, things could change really quickly with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott could make one comment and say, I'm done with this crap. I'm done being discounted and shortchanged in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Get me out of here. And that would be the end of it. Like he's either mm-hmm. not playing Deshaun Watson situation or he's getting traded. And so there's just so much that could happen. And I think it'll be a little bit like uh, when DeAndre Hopkins was traded. And I'm not saying necessarily that Dak will get traded, but it'll be a shocking thing. It'll be like, oh, we didn't see that coming. Like if one of these Russell Wilson trades happens, I just think it's going to be like a shocking, almost like a middle of the night. Like, how did that happen? Oh, my goodness. Kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Because... These guys are enormous assets. I mean, all three of the guys we're naming right now are top 15 trade assets in the entire NFL. Um, Sure. Guys like this don't become available. And there's potentially three available. There's at least one in Deshaun Watson because he's saying he won't play. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Interesting. Either you guys have any other. Yeah. Either you guys have any other any other thoughts on that? Well. I mean, I definitely think the Russell Wilson trade would make less sense, for sure. Mm-hmm. The only thing, like you said, would be, I mean, he's asking for it. So that's sure. why, I mean, if that was true, you would, that's why you would do it. But it does make less sense for Seattle compared to Houston. Yeah. Sure. I agree. Unless, well, yeah. go ahead. no, go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say unless it, he becomes the next Deshaun Watson who's demanding to leave. <laughs> but right, exactly. I don't he did say he would be willing to waive his no trade clause for a specific set of teams, but I'm under the impression, if I'm correct, he's not demanding a trade. Is that the case or is he demanding it now? Uh I I think I think you're right. I don't think he's demanding a trade. I think that the media is blowing it a little bit out of proportion. Sure. Um, So maybe it sounds like he's demanding a trade to some people, Mm -hmm. but as far as what I've read, I don't, I don't think that he's asked for a trade. He has said like, I want to be in Seattle, but if you were to try to trade me, these are the four teams that I would be willing to go to Mm -hmm. and waive my no trade clause for. It's so funny that like that had got so specific. Like, I, know. I don't really want this, but <laughs> let me tell you exactly how I would want it if I wanted it. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting think, to me. Yeah, I think you're right. Though. I think it's getting a little bit blown up. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I kind of hope he doesn't. I, I would be disappointed in Seattle if he did. Mm-hmm. Like, like that we get that Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson both put up great numbers. But there's even less reason for Russell Wilson to want to leave. They're in the playoffs mm-hmm. every year. They win playoff right. games almost every year. They've won a Super Bowl. They've been in another Super Bowl. Like, for teams that have success, like, they're in the top five in the league. Like, where mm-hmm. are you going to go that you're going to have more success than that? It would, it would be about something else. It would. Not about winning, like maybe not money, but playing for a franchise like the Cowboys gives you a lot of, I don't know, money, popularity. It's a big deal. Sure. So it would be about, I don't know, 
I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it would be about playing for that type of franchise. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting when Dak Prescott resigns, Russell Wilson doesn't get traded, and Deshaun Watson makes amends with the Texans, <laughs> and all of this is a waste of our time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't hey, think the Chris- third one's going to happen, but. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't either. Um, but uh, did you have any other any other comments you wanted to make on any of the quarterbacks? I know we had we had a Carson Wentz trade. Matt Stafford got recently traded. Was there anything else you yeah you, you had thoughts on that you wanted to make a comment on, or what do you think? Mm. Well, I mean, when it comes to the Carson Wentz thing, I mean, obviously, like you guys, I'm coming from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I always try to put myself in someone's shoes like if this was my situation you know how would I feel I think it's good for Carson Wentz and maybe less good for the Eagles hmm. I mean Carson Wentz is definitely inheriting a better team as it is now yeah for sure so it might be good for him I mean he definitely was not good last year for sure but hmm. I don't know I guess we'll find out it might have been a little bit hasty there's just so many rumors about that as well. So it's like we really don't know. I mean, I've heard that Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz weren't talking to each other. You know, you've heard there's been power struggles with Harry Roseman and so-and-so. Like, there's just been so many stories that aren't confirmable that it's hard to really know how to feel. Yeah. Because, like, if it was true, they wouldn't talk to each other. It makes sense that they would trade him because – you know, it's immature. It's kind of like not really the what you want out of your team for a co- for a coach and players not to talk. Um, so then I would kind of get that. But if that story is not really true, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think just as a player, it might have been a little hasty. I think you give him like a little bit more time. But again, I just, that's going based off of what I know. And I think there were some things behind the scenes that we just kind of don't actually know. It's just such a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And you know what? Even as an Eagles fan, I don't disagree with you at all. I I 100% agree with everything you just said. Yeah, it's 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 a tough call. It's going to be really easy to know the answer once we see Carson Wentz play about eight games or so with the Colts. <laughs> and if, yep. if Carson Wentz is in MVP discussions, we're going to look real stupid. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just, you know, players or coaches just aren't good for that franchise. Mm-hmm. And they just need someone else. Yeah. You know, like just like Andy Reid has a Super Bowl. He's been in another recently but you know he didn't exactly get it done when he was in philly but he is now so it's not really necessary maybe that he is such an awful coach it's just it's a better what he has in kansas city is just working well and so that could very well be the case and i think it's going to depend what you guys get back with your draft picks i mean Mm. if you get someone amazing it's going to be worth it in the long run if you don't then it's going to look bad yeah you don't really well, know what you got back yet. Well, Monica, those draft picks are in the hands of High Roseman. How confident <laughs> do you feel about that? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, I'm at about a zero point five. Ooh, yuck! 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I'm really not confident at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I am not either. Um, gosh, I, I just really hope we can turn it around, but Hey, Kristen, thanks so much for jumping on. This was a blast. Yeah. Thank um, you, Kristen. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're welcome back on anytime when you guys let Dak Prescott go and you told me <laughs> if you guys let about it and yep, grieve, and, and, I can grieve. And grieve. Here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is a, a safe place to grieve. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do, I do want to put it on record because Kristen has said to me multiple times, if the Cowboys let Dak Prescott leave as in not trade him and get a ton for him, but like just let him walk out the door. She would follow Dak Prescott and no longer be a Cowboys fan. Do you want to, do you want to re up that statement, Kristen? For the most part, that would be true. Like if he went to Philly, I couldn't do it. Of course. Obviously. But like if he just went somewhere totally unconnected to the Cowboys. I mean, like I'd probably be happy if the Cowboys managed to win a Super Bowl or something, but I would totally root for Dak Prescott to do well. Hmm. Like I would, you know, buy the shirts or the, you know, whatever for his new team. Like I would totally root for him. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but you might be losing a fan, Dallas. Don't, don't, don't do it to yourself. (laughs) It just looks so it just looks so inept if you can't it get does. it done. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what's hard. Like, I don't mind, you know, I'll stick it out with a team that's losing, clearly. You know, I bet I think that's what a fan is. But it just gets really hard when you're just so inept. Mm. If you're just continually to, to, to just make bad choices, it's just, it gets really hard to follow that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks again. Um, yeah. I hope that we get to have you on a podcast where you're grieving uh, because that's good <laughs> for the Eagles. So, uh, hey, thanks again. Love you. See you Kristen. in a little bit. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Good night, good night guys. Good night. See you. So, uh, okay. We've talked a lot about Dak, but the truth is there are a lot of quarterbacks that are in – free agency this year um I've kind of mapped it out but before we kind of get to the teams and like I do want to talk about some of these teams that have needs for quarterbacks because what I have noticed is there are a couple of teams that once they have players who enter free agency they're going to have one quarterback left on their roster so that there's not only teams that are looking for um starting quarterbacks but there are going to be a lot of teams that are looking for a good backup. So um, I want to talk a little bit about like what some of those needs are. But first, let's just talk about if we were to rank our top three free agent quarterbacks, obviously we both agree that number one is Dak. Who would be your number two and number three? Sure. Uh, Just a brief preface. When I'm doing this, I'm trying to find a guy that could possibly be an answer beyond one single year i want a guy who could start and could be a starter for more than a year Mm -hmm. so for example ryan fitzpatrick to me is the best available quarterback other than dak um Mm -hmm. but i don't think he's a long-term or has a chance to be a long-term answer so i'm not going to put him number two 
Okay. Jameis, Jameis Winston is my number two guy. Um, he's thrown for 5,100 yards and 30 touchdowns in a single season, 33 touchdowns. That is, those are historic numbers. Those are top five. The yardage is top five ever. Um, if he can bring the interceptions, which were an absolute abomination down from two years ago, you might have a guy who could be a top 15 to 10 quarterback long-term. Um, it's just, can he make better decisions? Mm. Um, so to me, a guy like that being available, I do think that if Breeze retires, they're going to give him a look. It's going to be between him and Taysom Hill. And I'm not sure that Taysom Hill's the guy, uh, but that's my number two. Um, do you, want me to, you want me to go to my next one or do you want to discuss Jameis Winston? Uh, no, let's go ahead to your next one because I want to see – I'm just curious as to what yours are and if sure. we would agree or we disagree. I had a feeling you were going to say Jameis Winston. Um, yeah. But, yeah, tell me your number three. Number three for me is Mitch Trubisky. I just think he had a good season last year, and I've said a lot of negative things about Mitch Trubisky. Um, but, you know, when I see that a player is doing better – then I kind of expect them to, a la Philip Rivers. Um, I have to look at it and analyze it and admit, hey, I need to change my opinion. I don't think he became a top 10 quarterback. Like, I, I'm not trying to argue for that. But I think he's starting worthy. And while I think Chicago is going to want to move on from him, um, I think he ought to start for some team. I think he played well mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um I actually have Mitch Trubisky at my number two okay. um, for a lot of the reasons that you just said. And I also wonder, you know, he did have some injuries. And then this year it was like a weird thing between like him and Nick Foles. And um, I don't know. Some people have said some things about Matt Nagy. And it's like, I just I wonder if a different organization, like if a fresh start for him would even just take him to that next level. Um, and so I, I do think that he has played well. He kind of rebounded a little bit the second half of, of 2020 and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that he could potentially be the answer for a team. Um, I actually did put Ryan Fitzpatrick at my number three. I went sure. a little bit more skill based than, uh, longevity based because you're right. Fitzpatrick is a little bit older, but he also has the ability to go in and make a difference now. And if there's a team that needs a now answer, he could be it for at least a few years. Like, I don't know, maybe two or three years he could continue playing if he stays healthy. I don't know. Um, so I do have him at my number three. I mean, we've argued Mostly you've argued all season that, you know, he should have been starting for the Dolphins no matter what anyway. Like, they should have never benched him for Tua. But um, to your point, though, like, I would have put Jameis Winston probably at number four. So sure, I don't think that we're too far off from one another. Well, and to be fair, I probably would have put Fitzpatrick at four. So, I mean, yeah. our, our lists are, with slight little differences, very similar. Sure. Sure. So let's talk a little bit about now, like when I look at the teams that these players are coming from, like Trubisky is coming from the bears. They have Nick Foles. So they have somebody who could start now. Uh, Fitzpatrick obviously is coming from the dolphins and um, 
they have Tua, who already is their starter. Uh, Winston was a New Orleans Saint, and as far as we know, Drew Brees has not yet retired, and they do have another option in Kaysom Hill. So I would look at these teams, and I'm like, just because they're losing these guys doesn't necessarily mean that they're the teams that have the biggest needs. So when you kind of look over all 32 teams, are there like three or four that stick out to you as like, oh yeah, they need to address the quarterback situation like stat? For sure. And I think I'll even get slightly more specific than that. I'll try to pair some of these quarterbacks. Yeah, Two sure. teams. So for me, when I think of uh, a Jameis Winston, where would he have a chance to be really successful long term? Uh, he could stay right in New Orleans. And uh, if Taysom Hill's not the guy, I mean, I, I give him a shot. Uh, they've got a tremendous passing offense, and uh, I think he would put up 4,500 or more yards a year. Um, and I think that... Um, I think that Sean Payton would coach him up and, and get him to be better at, at not turning the ball over. I don't know that he would fix him per se. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. if you can bring Jameis Winston down to 20 interceptions a year, you've, you've made some strides. Uh, that's not good enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I could see uh, him staying right there. But then uh, another option, and, and I don't foresee this being a realistic option, but it's one I'd like to see. Uh, if Ben Roethlisberger were to retire, which it doesn't sound like that will happen, or right. if the Steelers were to just altogether move on from him, which again, doesn't sound like that'll happen, but it could, um, give me a team that wants to run the ball and they were miserable at it last year, but they're, they're going to draft running backs. They're going to, they always want to run the ball. Uh, they've got good receivers. They traditionally have a very good offensive line and a good defense and, you know, this is a 12 and four team. And honestly, Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a great year. And so if you get Jameis Winston on a team where he doesn't have to throw the ball a ton, that could really protect him from making big mistakes. Um, and he's not old. Uh, so he that could really go well for him. I think my other guy, uh, Mitch Trubisky, um, I think it's time to be done in Chicago. I, I think sure. I think it's time for them to to just try something new. Um, I would like to see him go to the Broncos. I think they've got an upgraded offense. I like their receivers. Mm-hmm. I just think that that Drew Locke is not very good, and I just think Mitch Trubisky has a lot more talent than a Drew Locke does. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is some special player necessarily, but I think he's good. And I think the the Broncos offense with with Noah Fant and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've even got Melvin Gordon, who, while he wasn't great last year, he's a great receiving running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you could really offer him a, a lot of options. And uh, I think Mitch Trubisky could fr- thrive there. Yeah, I actually, I have that written on my paper right here next to Denver. I have Trubisky. And I think I said that at the end of last season, too. Like, I could see Trubisky going to a team like the Broncos. And hmm. I think I would love for that to happen. Now, um, it's interesting because you do keep bringing up potentially Winston staying with the Saints. But I actually could see Winston maybe going to a team like the Patriots. Um, They need a quarterback and they need a more long-term answer. Obviously, Cam Newton said that he was, you know, in a job interview for that job for one year. They couldn't pay him because of their salary cap and – 
anyway, so I could see Jameis Winston potentially uh, playing for the Patriots um, and really going and developing under somebody like a Bill Belichick. Um, Let me stop you right there because I love that. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Here's why. First of all, last off season, I had Jameis Winston going to the Patriots. That didn't Mm -hmm. happen, obviously. Right. Um, Right now, the score is Tom Brady one and Bill Belichick zero. Uh huh. And if Bill Belichick can turn wildly talented but horrible decision making Jameis Winston <laughs> into a Pro Bowl or even possibly an MVP level quarterback, yeah, it could be one one Brady Bill after this season. It could yeah. be. So I man. If, if he's trying to get into that game and that competition, that could get really interesting. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I really, I really think so too. And I, there were a lot of people thinking that maybe Winston could go to the Pats last year as well. And that's why I think I kind of latched onto that idea, but I really like it a lot. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just, I think that, uh, or maybe I have two more thoughts. Um, somebody like a Ryan Fitzpatrick could go to like the Washington football team and like I said, sure. make a difference right now. They have some other things that they need to address. And if they want to maybe address their offensive line, maybe find another wide receiver, um, they could do that and have a quarterback who's seasoned. We saw that Alex Smith's experience was instrumental, you know? Um, and so I could see Fitzpatrick going to a team like that. And I, I do just want to say, that there are a couple of other teams that I'm thinking like, yeah, they have some quarterback needs or in the next year or two, they're going to have real quarterback needs. And I think that those teams are probably going to address their quarterback situation in the draft. Um, And that's why I haven't mentioned them. So I think of teams like the Falcons, obviously the Jaguars are probably going to take Trevor Lawrence at one overall. Um, The Saints, if Drew Brees doesn't retire this year, they're going to have to address that at some point. The Steelers, right. Roethlisberger only has one year left on his contract. So if he were to retire or they were to move on from him, they're going to need um, to address that. And then, like I said, I think late in the season, uh, the Bengals have something that they need to figure out because of Joe Burrow's injury and how long it's going to take him to fully recover. So I think that we could also see them potentially addressing quarterbacks in the draft as well. Um, we've got, if I wrote it down, right, we have, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that need a backup. Like they're, they're going to be down to one quarterback. Wow. Those teams are the dolphins. We already talked about them. The Vikings, the Colts, because Jacoby Brissett becomes a free agent. Uh, so they're going to need to find somebody who can really be a good backup for Wentz. The Bears are left with Nick Foles. The Eagles are now left with just Jalen Hurts because they've obviously traded Carson Wentz and Nate Sudfeld becomes a free agent. Um, the 49ers are left with just Jimmy G, um, which is amazing because we have seen them go through so many quarterbacks with Jimmy G being injured this past year, but Bethard Mullins and Rosen are all free agents. And then the Seahawks are actually left with only Russell Wilson. Their backup quarterback is also a free agent. So 
those are some teams to look out for as we kind of maybe dive into it. I mean, if any of our listeners want to go and like look at who the free agent quarterbacks are, especially if they go on like spot track or something like that, some of the ones who are like, yeah, they could be a good backup, but they're not a starter. I would look at them for some of those seven teams that I just mentioned, because those teams have a whole different quarterback issue to address. For sure. The Cam Newtons, the Andy Daltons of the world, the Tyrod Taylors, Mm -hmm. Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco, any of those guys, I think aren't in starter range. And I'd say the guy probably closest to starter range in the guys I just named is Cam Newton. Um, But Cam Newton, from a passing perspective, Mm -hmm. had a horrible year. Oh, yeah, Um, it was horrible. He was productive on the ground. Like he definitely if. Here's the interesting thing about Cam Newton. I would love to see a good team get him in as a backup, especially if you have a a kind of a statue of a quarterback or if your offense isn't great in the red zone. Cam Newton is a red zone offense in and of himself. He can run it in from the five by himself. Right. Uh, And so now if, if you're a good passing team, but you might not have the running game that you'd like to have, go get Cam Newton. I mean, this guy is, is, this is a guy that you not only can have as your backup quarterback, but he can come in for seven, eight, ten plays a game and benefit your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that you want him as your franchise starting quarterback at this point, um, but I want to see a team that matters sign Cam Newton. I really do sure. because I don't, I don't want his career to be over. I think he's too good for him to just disappear. To be mm-hmm. a starter, I don't know, but I don't want to see him just ride off into the sunset behind Aaron Rodgers and never see the light of day or something like that, you know? Right. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention one team. The Buccaneers are left with just Tom Brady, so he's going to need a backup as well. So, hey, would, could you see Cam Newton backing up Tom Brady? That would be great. I, here's the thing. You can't take Tom Brady off the field for any play. <laughs> no, um, you can't. So <laughs> even, even with Cam Newton being a very good in the red zone, you're not taking Tom Brady off the field. Maybe yeah. you're doing that for like a, a Matt Stafford, who I like in the red zone, uh, or, or a Jared Goff you're doing that for, or like someone who's good, but you can give – I really expect the Bucks to actually draft a quarterback as early as the second round, maybe a third rounder. Let's just get some youth in here to have a successor, at least a shot mm-hmm. at a successor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they spend a first round pick. They're trying to win again. I mean, yeah. you've got a window here. You've got offense and your defense was amazing. Uh, youth and other than Tom Brady, he's clearly not youth, <laughs> um, but uh, he, he plays like he's 25. I mean, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So. I mean, I see the Falcons doing – I mean, obviously they're not going to be going for another Super Bowl with their salary cap the way it is, but uh, uh, I see them going in probably drafting a quarterback because Matt Ryan is probably going to retire in the next couple of years, and uh, hmm. his backup is also a free agent. So, yeah, so some just, really just interesting to, situations. Yeah, absolutely. So to put a bow on this, do you have – one of these kind of backup quarterbacks, one of these guys and a pairing you'd really like to see? Like, do you, do you want to see Andy Dalton go back to the Cowboys? I'd like mm. to see that as an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, that's a really great question. I mean, just kind of looking over this list. Um, man. 
I put you on the spot. Let me give you mine real quick. Yeah, give me yours. I would like yours. to see. I would like to see Jacoby Brissett. Um, I would like to see him go back to the Patriots. The Patriots drafted him, mm. and I don't think he's going to be the answer. But I think the Patriots draft a quarterback, and I honestly want to see Jacoby Brissett start for them for you know the first part of the season. And if he plays great, then hey, Jacoby Brissett, actually, you know, you drafted him. You thought he was good. He's playing good for you. Great. And if not, then you go to this, you know, you probably get a quarterback in the first round. You go to this guy that you've invested heavily in, but you won't have to invest heavily in Jacoby Brissett. But this is a guy you've already shown you like and believe in. Mm-hmm. Well, let's give him a shot now that Tom Brady's out of the way. Mm-hmm. So he'd be a backup, but he wouldn't. Like initially he would start. Yeah. Yeah, I guess to your point about Cam Newton in the red zone, I'm just kind of looking at red zone statistics. I think I'm going to go with my initial thought, and that is I think it would be interesting if Chicago would go with Nick Foles as their starter to have Cam Newton as his backup and maybe hmm. maybe go in for some of those red zone plays because they did. They were like they were number 22 overall in red zone um, in red zone statistics. So. It's not great. They weren't great. So, so so the play where the the ball gets direct snap to Cam Newton and Nick Foles goes out and catches the touchdown. Is that called the Chicago special? Sure. There you go. <laughs> we can call there it you that. Go. Matt Nagy will take credit for that play call. Thank you very much. Yes. That'll be All $1 right. million, dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did it. We talked all about quarterbacks. I think we covered a lot of ground today. Um, Absolutely. And we will be back tomorrow talking about wide receivers and running backs. So thanks so much for tuning in with us today. And uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow. See ya. See ya.